Welcome to Save It for the Drive, the podcast for voices of women veterans. I'm your host and veteran, Ingrid Kennedy. Join me as I interview lady veterans from all branches of the military and eras to hear their stories, challenges, and triumphs. So then you were at tech school and at Brooks, right? Because you were a yeah. 4F, yeah? Mm-hmm. So we were, after basic, I got on the bus and went to Shepherd Air Force Base in Wichita Falls, Texas. And we drove through Waco, Texas on the way there. So that was like being a part of current events. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah, I remember feeling like this town seems normal. Like we stopped at a gas station and I'm like, these aren't cult, cult members. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, we went to, so then it was Shepherd Air Force Base and you got off the bus and it was a lot, everyone was a lot more chill. Um, I yeah. remember standing at one of the corners waiting for the bus to go to the BX that later on that afternoon and you look one way and see the gate and you look the other way where the gate is and you see absolutely fucking nothing. It was a town of absolutely nothing for the next six, five or six months. I'm always like impressed in how long that tech school was. It seemed like forever. Yeah, it's it like six. Because like then you had, didn't you have OJT after the six months? Yeah, then um, we all did phase three training for three months. Phase three. And now they just bring you home, like Joey's home. He's at Peoria in a hotel room for three months. Like for us, they sent us to different Air Force bases to live in like a more relaxed uh dormitory area yeah you're like up the pipeline yeah or they keep you in the so you can still maintain that military discipline for the most part and but it's not as stressful no um more about just kind of stressed out about learning your actual job yeah trying to pass your block test or whatever and you get the benefit of working with the actual real so uh, it's mm-hmm. for guard perspective. I always appreciated that because, you know, I got to see what, you know, like the real Air Force. Yeah. Or anything versus what we do in the guard. God, I saw that because if I were to come home like, what? We just sit here and do physical exams all day? <laughs> uh-huh. Tech school was a riot. So when we got to tech school, they called our area Club Med because we had... We had medics, pharmacy techs, lab techs in like the big, um, you know, we had an area where it was like crew chief and a couple of other AFSCs, but the biggest ones were like the crew chiefs and us. And they all bagged on us because we were medical and, you know, we had like, they didn't think we did. I don't know. I, who knows? They called us yeah. because we had probably had the best of some things they didn't have like vending machines. I don't know. yeah (laughs) so we had this sense of privilege from when when we got there and oh my god so do you remember you do roommates in tech school yeah i actually i had uh a couple roommates i had two roommates and one was actually in the peoria guard and then the other one was from maine nice like bangor maine remember you remember certain quirks about them and there is uh-huh. or, or yeah oh yeah yeah i remember one like always 
wanted to listen to Delilah on the radio. Like oh the my God, you fucking told me the story. How yeah. hilarious. Tell the story. Delilah. Yeah. God. And then I mean, like, well, this is a story for another time, but not too much longer. I got to meet Delilah on at a USO event in Turkey. <laughs> And actually hung out with her a little bit. And so she's she's every, everything that you hear on the radio, like the kindness and and uh, uh, like her personality is like so sweet and kind and caring. And she's that's her. That's real. Shout, shout out to Delilah. Yep. Holding up the U.S. Air Force. Training. Yeah. Oh, man. So roommates right uh-huh. now, this is the first time that i'm bunking with somebody that i don't know you know like in basically yeah. i don't know anybody yeah. together so i'm bunking with somebody that i don't know and this is how i meet my other bestie uh, uh-huh and we still talk today because we shared we we have a shared trauma so uh we are sitting in the day room getting our room assignments you know and they're reading off names and handing out keys and stuff and we hear who our roommates are going to be because of the room we're assigned to. So um, everyone's like rushing off to go to the room. And I'm just kind of like chilling there, getting my shit together. And my girl comes up to me and she says, I feel so sorry for you. And I remember my <laughs> whole being just deflated. And I'm like, why? Why are you so sorry for me? And she's like, you have so-and-so as your roommate. And I'm like, no, Why? why and at the time you know I try to be like well whatever you know just because this person has a reputation or because you know you give people a chance right yeah to this day I cannot smell so Bath and Body Works cucumber melon when I smell that I am right back Uh in that room this was this was pig pen oh I'm not dogging. I don't want now, you know, to dog on people. Like I said, everyone is a culmination of all their circumstances. So, but you would have think that the United States Air Force would have helped her square herself away in basic training enough to where you're half a you're half a human being at that point. So, <laughs> I failed every room inspection for oh, the, no. the first day till whenever because like so there was like no discipline, so no laundry. Laundry was all over the place. Um, oh so morning, gosh. mornings before, and now your girl was no rule follower or, you know, tidy this and that, but this, I know, but when you know, they're gonna like, you're in the military still yeah, and they're going to so be inspecting your, she couldn't get her shit together to pass an inspection, you know? So in tech school, when you don't pass your inspections, you can't get your phase up. So that means you're in your uniform all the time and you can't go off base and me it's like I can't go down and smoke with everyone and talk shit so it became a problem like I would come home I would put on my beanie hat take NyQuil and just go to bed uh-huh so that was like so fucking depressing for me um but yeah so she was just nasty and she didn't shower she would spray perfume on herself and every morning I would wake up to like oh no and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, fucking Bath and Body Works cucumber melon. And uh, she had a bed bedding problem that the Air Force probably should have known about. And so. Oh, there. So there's like some 
there's some yeah. stuff going on there. Yeah. So now, like we're so now now we're the dirty girls, right? Now we're I'm I'm like, you know, synonymous with this roommate who is cool. She was cool. And, you know, looking back, you know, who was I to like, you know, if I was talking to like my kid, I'd be like, well, why didn't you help someone get their shit together? Well, at the time I was like, I don't care. I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. Oh, you know, you're trying. Yeah. You're trying to survive yourself. So that happened for at least the first two months, two, three months. Right. And I had good enough friends where, you know, we had enough of a good time during the day where if they got to the point where they could go off base or go hang out, I didn't feel like I was missing out too much. But, mm-hmm. and then like, we were so busy learning all that shit. But she ended up having a male in the female room. And one of my girls was a rope. And when I, we were like, okay, good night. And then I went to the room and there was her and this dude. And she was like, oh, hell no. So she had to go down to the naughty airman's hallway and where she always had to keep her shit together. So once I got her out of my room, I uh, got my shit together and I was able to join all the other normal people shopping and doing regular shit after the duty day was over. So that was that. And I, the only other cool moment I remember was even lunch, like with our group of friends, we would all chill at lunchtime and we would all talk about so our goal in tech school was like you know you study and you pass all your black tests and then you take your big emt registry exam so like that was like our big pass fail kind of a thing and once you pass your emt registry they put us in the white uniforms you know so oh yeah you had the white uniforms like yeah. the hospital whites yeah so once that happens you get in your whites and i remember we finally got to that part of it and I was thinking oh my god it's still not over you know we still have this much more to go <laughs> and uh we went into the we we're in the chow hall and I was just like flat out like man I don't know if I can do much more of this shit and so I was with two of my girls and the one she's sitting there and I'm like is this Cheryl fucking crow if it makes you happy playing on the radio right now and I was like this song just saved my life. So she gets up and she goes up to the housekeeper, you know, the 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 person busting the tables, and she's like, "Can you turn this up for me, girl?" And <laughs> so they fucking would they go in the back and they fucking start blasting Cheryl Crow, and I'm like, "Okay, I can I can finish this fucking military shit." And, oh, that's oh, awesome! You know that, how many times have we listened to that song? You know. Hmm. And that was the origins of that song for me. Yeah, it's a great song. So, yeah. So, after that, whatever. Where did you Um, have to do your OJT? So, the last night, I I went back to Lackland. So, the last block test was like, now you got to understand the relationship that we all had as a class with all these instructors. So... I'm a big outspoken person, right? I get very passionate about what I think is right. And then the two other girls that I've become friends with, they're the same way. So anytime the three of us get a question wrong, we will always be like, nope, we need to throw that question out. Nope, I don't want to. 
I'm not getting yeah, it. You challenge it. So we would always do that, and the instructors would just be like, tell me more, tell me more, bitch more, you know? So we all had that um, that mentality of like, hey, if I get a question wrong, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm wrong. Maybe you taught it to me wrong. So at the very last block, um, I got a question wrong that was so stupid, and the question was... Uh, it was, it was exactly like AIDS is a virus, a bacteria, a fungus, you know, something so stupid. And your girl is like, whatever. So I got that question wrong. <laughs> and when the instructor, like when we were going over tests, the instructor's like, did anyone get that question wrong? Does anyone want to talk to me about, you know, it, it, were they confused by the question? And she just looked at me and started laughing. And she's like, what are you thinking? And I'm like, just leave me. Well, I mean, if you want to be technical about it, wouldn't HIV, HIV be the virus and AIDS is the associated conditions that result of, from if HIV? Yeah, if you were in my class, we would have we would have had that shit down. But that's so that's that like how like, my whole nursing school career was like, <laughs> just arg- arguing yep. the question. <laughs> So that threw me into like if so if you didn't pass your your endo course quiz or your block quiz you had to go to like um, study group afterwards and uh, well the good thing is, is you miss PT I think so I had to go to remedial and go to study group and then um, the instructor was like you know warning me she's like look you know you have to pay attention and read the questions and she's like and you're getting really close to the end now something like that can really trip you up. So on the final block test, it was one stupid ass question, just like that one, where it was like, you know, what color, what testing is run from a blue tube, you know, and it was like, okay. because it was like one of the podium kind of a thing during the, the lesson. And I totally got that wrong. So I got, ended up getting reclassed, which was cool because I got to be with two of my other friends. And a whole new class that was really cool, but it changed where I was going for phase three training. Like I would have went to Scott Air Force Base, but because I got re, not reclassed, because I got washed back, and it was mm-hmm. only like for luckily it was only for like two weeks, so it was a sweet deal. Some people yeah, they get washed bad. back in their they get washed back in their classes like once, you know. Yeah, uh, I get washed back because I didn't know what color lab tube and they send me to Lackland and it was the coolest probably the coolest experience to be a medic and be able to work at a level one trauma center I think as far as like um you know when we finally did our ER and our LND yeah I, I, I didn't get to do my IC rotation you could talk about that like but uh Oh, yeah, really cool, huge hospital, probably like the biggest hospital in the Air Force at the time. And the dorms were really cool. And everything's like really cool. Um, so, yeah, I was there for three months. And within that three month time, so I was not 21, but we were partaking. <clears throat> and one morning, because again, this is toward the end and the very end of your training you break out mm-hmm. into your 
uh, you know, the more critical areas. Like um, during phase three, you're doing a lot of med surge and tele and uh, sound units. And um, at Lackland, like the, they didn't separate. Well, I don't think they would do it at most places, but a lot of, a lot of the folks that were on the med surge floors were there because they had some type of mental health issue as well. Mm-hmm. So we've had people with sitters. And uh, so we always had that added, uh, that added stress of like, oh, and my patient's violently psychotic. So I have to be careful when I go into the room to check their catheter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was toward like the very, so this is my, so I did, I do L&D and then I'm supposed to do ICU, then ER and I'm out, right? So we are all partaking and celebrating this one night. And in the morning when the alarm clock goes off, I say to my roommate, fuck it, let's just not go. And I was surprised because she was so, you know, she was laced up pretty tight. She was like, yeah, fuck it. I wonder what's going to happen. So we just didn't go to work. Oh, my God. We just went back to bed, right? Yep. I'm like, oh, like, no. We're like, what are they going to do? And we're probably still drunk. I don't know. But we're like, what are they going to do? They're not even going to know. So we don't go to fucking work. And nobody knows about it till almost 10 o'clock. Oh, no. So at 10 I'm o'clock. Imagine where this is going. No, it, it was just like, it's hilarious. Because so at 10 o'clock which is probably when the MTIs roll in because they're not like in charge of getting us anywhere at that point. They're just there to manage like the building pretty much. So he's banging on the door and he's like, are you all in there? It's time to join the workforce today. And we're like, hell no. And our shot straight up and I'm like, and she's like, no. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, just didn't get the door. So then the keys come out. Oh God. <laughs> The keys rattle and the door opens, but we got, they locked from the inside too. So he pushes the door open and it's locked from the inside. And he's like, get your ass to this door right now. So she fucking jumps out of bed. She jumps out of bed and opens the door and he just rips her ass and he's like, get your uniforms on and report to senior master sergeant so-and-so. So we got to meet the, what are they called? Oh. We got to meet the superintendent of nursing services. I mean, for no, who told me that for no other reason would I have met him? <laughs> uh huh. So we go to the hospital and uh, so we got to find this guy. So we got to ask around, like, hey, we need to meet with senior, senior SR and so and so. So we go to like the sixth floor and it's like, you know, the administrative floor. So we're like, yeah, tiptoe, tiptoe alley. They're looking at us like, why are they up here? And so we sit outside his office and, you know, this is when you got to do the formal shit where you one knock on the door and you got to go in and you got to report to this fucking guy. So, uh, yeah, we had to stand tall before him and God bless my roommate. Cause she went first. She probably got less than dressing down. So. I kind of hung back and I go in there and do my thing. And he's like, you know, he's like, have a seat. And he's like, are you tired? And I'm like, 
no, you know, no, whatever, whatever. But then like he was implying that, you know, he kind of knew that the reason we didn't go to work was we probably were drinking. So he went on and on about how like, you know, the real issue is probably this underlying issue, but he's not going to press it anyway. But yeah, he was like, he told me, he was like, Airman, for no other reason would you have met me other than, you know, you took it upon yourself to <clears throat> whatever. So at that time, um, I was introduced to another senior leader. Her name was Sergeant Light. And she looked just like Suzanne Summers, right? So she knows I'm in trouble, but she greets me with the biggest smile and she's so sarcastic, like, we're going to go to the ICU and I don't know if they're going to be able to fit you into the rotation. So she full well knows that she already discussed it with the floor and they're probably going to be like, no, we don't want this bag at airman up here. So we go through all this shit and we go to the ICU and of course those fucking whatever, you know how ICU nurses are. So charge nurse come out and she's like, well, you know, we started the day at zero seven thirty, so I don't I don't have any time for you, you know. She's like, if you don't have any time for this and that, and she gave me her own bullshit. I'm like, whatever, man. <clears throat> so she's like, well, let's see where we're gonna put you for the day. So she brings me down. She brought me down and threw me into the ER, and she probably okay. Thought, like, she probably thought like, oh, I'm gonna get my ass handed down, handed to me down. Mm-hmm. just because God knows. so we go down there and she dumps me off and it was just the coolest experience because I got to spend both rotations down there and uh, you know as a freaking A1C I got to do a whole bunch of cool shit that you know not a lot of people get to experience just because of the location that they're in so that was a full experience. All because so it ended up working out. Because yeah, I didn't want to go to work that day. And uh, wow. the only thing they dressed me down about was like that charge nurse and um, the nurse triage was like, hey, they're like, don't screw around and get in trouble again because we don't want her down here. <laughs> so because I was down there and I'm a problem, she kept like rounding down there. And I remember. The, the charge nurse was this like staff sergeant and he's like I don't want her down here so you better get your shit together <laughs> uh, so yep and then I came home uh huh and got to meet all of those two at the clinic uh huh and, and then at that point you returned back to home and then where you start your uh your guard uh career yeah so got back home and like three days later had to report and in process and then show up for my first drill and that is when i find out that the unit is deploying like they're about to go to guyana south america oh so you were were you with that group no i was just so like they were all getting all their stuff together that week, that weekend, and then the day I in process was like when they just leave. Yeah, when I get to the unit, it just—I <laughs> think it was just all that again. Mm-hmm. 
So, oh wow! So everyone was gone. Yeah, yeah, almost everyone was gone. There was just like a small full-time staff. Yeah, and I was kind of salty. Yeah. Um, I heard they all went and had had a decent time, and uh, most of their mission ended up being like dental. So, uh, Dr. Pete ended up, I think, teaching everyone how to pull seats because that's all they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it was a lot of uh, humanitarian efforts there at that time. And it was really cool. And it made me get, it made me feel really excited for the future. And, um, uh, it was kind of what I, I hoped it would be because mm-hmm. at that time, the, the U S presence in the world was, you know, NATO support that wasn't expected to change. So it was exciting to think that, um, I had the opportunity to be part of things like that. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like you're helping people yeah. and yeah. yeah at the time, there were there was no threat in the world, you know. The Cold War ended, and mm-hmm. you know there were, like I said, everything was like enforcing your flight on. So the world, besides the white space here, seemed to be, you know, wrapped up. Well, I, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for telling me about your basic training and tech school experience. And we're going to have to talk again because I there's a lot of questions I have about some of your deployments that you've been on, especially like the ones that you've gone on that I wasn't with you. Like when you went to UAE and the Azores and, and all that, like I'm sure you've got some good stories from, from those yeah. deployments. Yeah. Trips. So that's why see, we're so used to having five hours to talk. That's why they get so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll save it for the next time. Save it for the next drive, girl. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Anger. Love your show. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Well, thank you so much for listening and I appreciate any feedback. If you are a lady veteran and would like to be interviewed, you can reach out through my website, saveitforthedrive.com. You can get this podcast through the website, Spotify, or wherever you access your podcast. Always remember everyone deployed and whenever you have a great story to tell, remember to save it for the drive.